You're listening to the Straight Shooting Radio Show on the AHP Digital Radio Network. Visit us at australianhuntingpodcast.com.au. Sit back, relax and enjoy. Here's the hosts of the show, Jason Selms and Mario Vladko. You're listening to the Australian Hunting Podcast here on the AHP Digital Radio Network. This is a bit of an election special because we have the New South Wales uh, election uh, coming up in a few days at the time of recording this podcast. Now, if you listen to our previous shows, you would have listened to, I think it was episode 80 uh, Outdoor Recreation Parties, Peter Whelan, and I think it was 81 Shooters and Fishers Parties, Robert Borzak. We've had some great feedback on those shows, so we are going to talk about those. Again, if you want to find out more about the show, you can go to australianhuntingpodcast.com.au and uh, click eat at the bottom of each blog post there is a media player where you can play each individual episode uh if you're one of the tech savvy people out there that's got their iphone and subscribes to itunes you can subscribe to automatic feeds on our itunes uh podcast page so you can get automatic downloads and put it on your phone ipod ipad all those great fantastic mediums you can find us on stitcher as well stitcher.com if you're you know somewhere around the world and you want to listen to the show absolutely you can listen to it from the stitcher.com website as well and I think we've got about 7,300 or somewhere around there on our Facebook page. So if you want to send in some photos, uh, get involved in the conversation on Facebook, just type in Australian Hunting Podcast. That'll come up. Like the page. Twitter.com forward slash AH Podcast for our Twitter feed as well. And again, it's important. I've been talking to Mario and we've had a few listener questions, which is fantastic voicemails from the website. Again, go to AustralianHuntingPodcast.com.au, either on your phone or on your computer. And on the right-hand side, uh, you'll see this big button that says Leave Voicemail. Uh, it's easy to do on your phone. takes about 30 seconds or a minute if you want to actually leave us a voicemail, something you want to talk about, then please do because we'd love to find out what you're thinking and discuss things that, that, that are basically on your mind. And if you listen to this show regularly, you would definitely heard uh, people submitting voicemail questions so if you want to be part of that please do that as usual i've got my little co-host here uh, mario hey mate good mate hey i'm not that a little, little. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not what his wife says anyway but um <laughs> that was low blow wasn't oh, it? That was low, low blow sledging started early <laughs> I know. um so i guess what we're going to do first um a lot of people have actually listened to episode 80 and 81 for our election special, uh, which was Outdoor Recreation Party's uh, Peter Whelan and, again, Shooters and Fishers Party's Robert Bors. That first thing I wanted to say, a lot of people think, you know, I hear a lot about this splitting the vote and all this sort of stuff. Uh, I, I just need to report uh, on the shows because, you know, that's what a good host does to give you all the content, uh, not make a decision for you, give you all the information, and hopefully you guys make a wise decision. Uh, I don't think a wise decision is the Labor Party here in New South Wales because of their you know, marine parks and their fishing policy. I don't even think Liberal has put out a fishing policy, uh, especially over the last couple of days. They might put one out right up before the election, but uh, I doubt it. And again, if we talk about voting Greens, well, you're not going to have any rights to firearms ownership, uh, access to public land hunting, uh, or firearms for that matter. Yeah. I mean, Muzz, uh, let's talk, first off, let's talk about 
the Outdoor Recreation Party interview, episode Peter yep. Whelan. Um, you know, you speak to Peter sometimes as well. I've had a few conversations uh, with Peter. Uh, I guess my thoughts on the show, and again, we need to, the reason we're probably going to talk about more about the Shooters and Fishers Party podcast is because those guys have got people in Parliament, a lot more different things happening, a lot, uh, just a majorly different dynamic, I think, uh, compared to the Outdoor Recreation Party. Now, people seem to think the Outdoor Recreation Party uh, did not have, has it not had a person in Parliament. I mean, they absolutely have. Again, I'll get those dates and I will put them on the blog post on the website, but they definitely have had a... I think it was from 1999 uh, to 2007. Yeah, maybe something like that as well. So uh, I felt it was a a pretty decent interview from Peter. I've spoken to Peter. I just felt me and Muzz have had this conversation off air. I just felt it was just a little bit flat. Um, Again, I don't agree... Not not that I don't agree with the policies because I do actually agree with a lot of their policies uh, in regards to what they say. Some people don't. They're different on the gay marriage, uh, which seems to be a lot different. So I don't really give two hoots about that. Yeah. It's none of really my business. That wouldn't affect me in voting for people. You know, some people are for and against the drugs and all that sort of stuff and the legalization of drugs. Uh, and maybe next time, who knows, maybe in the next four years, obviously the LDP, I'm guessing, if they can get it through Parliament, get the name registered in yep. New South Wales, they will. Uh, actually get that name registered and they'll stop running as the Outdoor Recreation Party. But again, I just felt it was a little bit flat. Um, again, I like the policies. I mean, they agree with self-defense. So, I mean, I can't, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly, as you guys know. Uh, they agree with, I mean, I'm not sure if concealed carry, whether it's achievable or not now. What do you think about I mean, what, how, how did you feel about the interview at, at large, really? Well, first of all, Jason, before um, I go on with my comments, I just want to say, uh, guys, uh, Jason just does incredible work. I mean, nobody, oh. nobody is going to bring you interviews like this with the uh, two parties that support your sport, hunting, shooting and fishing, like Jason does. I mean, there have been a lot of things in print in a lot of the uh, shooting magazines, uh, but Jason's the only one really that puts out these sort of interviews and he just does a fantastic job. And he does it for basically nothing. Um, you know, this is his passion. This is his work. And uh, kudos to Jason. Well done, mate. I'm very, uh, I guess, proud to, to be uh, be here beside you and doing this great show. So mm, Thank you very you, much. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, I mean, it, yeah, we, we, no one's going to toot our horns, so we've got to toot ourselves, eh, Jason? <laughs> yeah, that's right. And again, there's no, so, like Mario said, there's no other, you know, hunting, shooting, or fishing podcast here in Australia. And Mario is going to, in a minute, not yet, but he's going to give me over this uh, voucher, or not voucher, what is it, a, um, the Shooter's Journal, the quarterly double S, double A review. Uh, actually, Mario's got it there. Now, well, but first off, before actually Mars actually talks about uh, actually, no, first off, go about, talk, about, yeah. talk about the Outdoor Recreation yeah. Party interview, what you thought about it and what you think lacked and what do you think could have been done a little bit better. Yeah, well, as you know, guys, just to give you a bit of background, the Outdoor Recreation Party pretty much uh, would not exist today if it wasn't for certain uh, state laws that prohibit uh, parties being registered with uh, the same name in their party as other parties. I think that's, that, that is the way the law is structured, which is uh, the reason why the Liberal Democrats have been able to get themselves registered uh, on the New South Wales ballot. Uh, so that is why we have the Outdoor Recreation Party, I guess, is the sister party of the Liberal Democrats. And that's why I guess they're running, because they've got no other option uh, uh, other than to run in this election as the Outdoor Recreation Party. But make no mistake, 
that's pretty much the same party as the LDP. They've got the same beliefs, same views. Um, it's a libertarian party, so you know they're uh, pretty liberal on uh, on legalizing marijuana, uh, party drugs, I guess. Um, you know, same sex marriage, all that stuff. Uh, and uh, they support the sale of the poles and wires and so on. So there is a point of difference with the Outdoor Recreation Party and um, the Shooters and Fishers Party. And um, Peter Wheeling, great guy. I've spoken to him many times. Uh, but uh, somehow the interview just wasn't, uh, I guess it was a little bit flat in, in my view. Uh, he made some great points. I think uh, one of the things that he did talk about is wanting to get back Krakenite. I mean, you know, a, a lot of you guys who are over the age of 35 would fondly remember Krakenite. What a fantastic thing that it was in Australian culture and it's been ripped away from us steadily by um, all the state governments around Australia. And I think only um, Northern Territory, Jason, still have uh, Territory Night, which are, which they get crackers. New Zealand, yeah. New, New Zealand still have Guy Fawkes Night during November. They have crackers. Canada has got crackers. Um, the Yanks, of course, uh, they celebrate 4th of July with uh, Cracker Night. Everyone except us, <laughs> really. Um, so it, it, it may not be a big deal, but it is a massive deal in terms of fighting back against the nanny state. If we can get back Cracker Night... I mean, that, that is a really big deal because Kraken Night used to bring people together. People come out on their streets and play with their neighbours on Kraken Night, let off fireworks, have a great time. I mean, the vast majority of people used fireworks responsibly. It was only the tiny minority of kids that were, you know, tying crackers to the backs of yeah, cats. <laughs> cats and dogs <laughs> and blowing up their fingers and so on. But Pete Whelan did mention Kraken Night. It's something that um, I, I wish actually the sfp would lobby a little bit more harder for so anyway overall pretty good interview with peter whelan um for the outdoor recreation party so there you go that's the point of difference guys i hope i've given you a little bit of insight uh to the outdoor recreation party if you, if you vote for them you're basically voting for i guess the liberal democrats and they're fighting uh the battle in court uh to uh get the party name changed to the Liberal Democrats so that hopefully in the next state election in four years' time, uh, the Liberal Democrats will be on the ballot. Jason. All right, guys, we wanted to go on to the next interview, which was AHP. It was episode 81, and again, both of those podcasts were released on the same day. And again, as I said, they were released in no particular order. I just released them in the order that I recorded them. Uh, Robert Borzak, Shooters and Fishers Party. Now, I know... Uh, I've got a lot to say on this one. I thought it was a really, really good interview. And first one I wanted to, to touch on, a good positive one, was that Robert was very passionate, especially when we spoke about uh, hunting rights in Africa. Uh, Robert pretty much nailed it uh, 100%, did a fantastic job in you know, advocating for hunting in Africa, advocating for hunters, about the passion he felt uh, in trying to stop Jason Wood MP and the Environment Minister Greg Hunt as well in regards to uh, not being able to bring in, was it lion parts? Was it lion parts, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, um, animal parts from lions so yeah. as and, trophies. Yeah, as trophies. Um, that was a really, really positive part. Um, I guess my question is, and this is what I wanted to talk about, me and Muzz have been discussing poles and wires. Now, I put a post on my Australian Hunting Podcast Facebook page about the sale of poles and wires. Now, the Shooters and Fishers Party seem to think, and maybe this is true, I guess I've got no way of finding out, I guess we'll find out on Saturday, March 28th, um, that we are going to somehow get some massive, huge uh, voter base from the sale of poles and wires. Um, 
I'm from, not from opposing the sale. Yes, sorry, from opposing the sale of uh, poles and wires. Now, my point is, we've one, we've already given away our hand. We've showed our hand to the government already. Uh, and I guess what I wanted to sort of say on that particular issue is that, I mean, there's other parties out there, such as the Greens and the Labor Party, that already oppose the sale of poles and wires. They oppose the sale of poles and wires. The Liberal Party has uh, their catchphrase is basically rebuilding, kickstarting New South Wales, and they need this money to kickstart New South Wales. As you heard me during the interview, I don't really support the sale of poles and wires. But what I also wanted to say is if we, we already had a bad relationship, as Muzz would know, with the O'Farrell government. We know O'Farrell shut down public land hunting. He pretty much put the boot into us big time. Now, we've revealed our hand to the government, and now the government knows where we stand on this issue. So if we don't get the balance of power at the next election, I mean, what realistically, yeah. Mars, as you would know, what are we realistically going to be able to achieve with the government? I mean, again, and uh, why would somebody, if you, if you vote Green and you oppose the uh, polls and wire sell-off, you're not going to vote for SFP because the Greens already oppose it. If yeah. you already vote for Labor... Yep. then they're going to still vote Labor because Labor opposed yep. the sale of uh, poles and wires. Yep. So my question is, where are we getting the voters from uh, that oppose the sale of wires? I mean, and my thing is, I know things people say, well, we, you know, when I had a joke with Robert on the show about unicorn stuff, saying if we could get rid of the New South Wales Firearms Registry and the ammo bill, would he do it? And he said no. Mm. And at the time, I really didn't know what to say because I was, I guess I was in shock. And he said that would be the end of the party if they did that. Now, I understand what he meant by that, that, you know, obviously saying that, then going back on their word wouldn't yeah. be good for the party. But no, I, of course not. Yeah. I tell you what, if Robert actually had, let's say this was, if this, this was on the table, I know it's hypothetical. Mm. Uh, I think Robert would be a king amongst shooters and he'd cement his place in history, uh, being able to uh, abolish the New South Wales Firearms Register. I know people say, oh, you know, but that's not realistic. Let's stick to what's realistic. Well, it's, it's, you never know until you ask. I would say, hey, Mike Baird, you know, I might have an interview with Mike Baird, and Mike says, oh, listen, you know, I want you guys to support the sale of uh, poles and wires. Then I would say, Robert, will, uh, sorry, uh, uh, Mike, uh, what are you going to be able to do for my constituents? Uh, and if he says, oh, well, what are you after? I'll just say, well, the abolishment of the New South Wales Firearms Registry and the ammo bill. And if he then said, oh, no, I can't do that, I'd never get that through, people wouldn't support it, you know, I'd get attacked in the media, I'd say, well, no problem, Mike. Uh, that's our offer. We're more than happy to support you, uh, but you know we need you to come to this party because, again, our core constituents are shooters and fishers, and that's what I'd like to see them maintain. Uh, as shooters and fishers, mm-hmm. my main thing is I'm voting for them for gun rights. I'm voting, obviously, for more hunting opportunities. Um, and I just don't want to see, because at one time there during, as you would know, about self-defense, yep. the SFP did change their policy on self-defense or added a policy for self-defense. We know uh, John Tingle, the founder of the party, was a huge influence on the Home Invasion Act many yep. years ago. Uh, yep. And he's a big, uh, what I would presume is a big supporter of self-defense and people being able to defend themselves in the home, which again... The Shooters and Fishers Party do support, but when they said this is divisive, Muzz, you probably heard that too when he said that this is divisive. Yeah. I just don't want to see a party that I vote for that is big on, that is a, a hunting and shooting rights party, step away from core values just, just so they can become popular and get a vote uh, that they may not even mm. get, you know, because yep. I said, you know, they may not even get that vote. Yep. Nothing. I don't know how self-defense is divisive when it's a human 
right that I'm able to defend mm. myself. I just can't understand that. But I, mean, I think it was an absolutely great interview. Robert was very passionate about the hunting, as I said. Uh, what did you think, Mars? I mean, what's your sort of thoughts to butt in you know, well, and get well, a word in? <laughs> look, we, we can talk about hypotheticals all day. I mean, and, and it's really interesting to actually um, uh, look at all the possibilities. Uh, I thought Robert Borsak was really good. Jason, you've done a fantastic job interviewing him. Uh, you can really feel Robert's passion when he talks about hunting. And he'd just done a fantastic job on uh, just illustrating um, all the issues regarding hunting. And he had a, a, a really great blast that Jason Wood and Greg Hunt absolutely nailed it. I mean, the, the way, just the language that he used, I mean, a little bit uh, rude at times, but uh, to be honest, uh, you know, measured as well. So um, really f- fantastic. I mean, Robert Borsak does a great job on hunting issues and he should always be, I guess, the SFP spokesman on, on hunting. Um, and he also mentioned uh, the self-defense. Yes, they do uh, support self-defense and uh, also mentioned that uh, he clarified some of the things up. Uh, he was saying that regarding the Sky interview, uh, in terms of uh, the pump action shotgun, you know he doesn't, he doesn't want a sawn off pump action shotgun. I mean, uh, yeah, look, all all around, pretty good interview. Um, uh, but look, uh, I'm just Jason. We just uh, let's talk about the poles and wires for a second. I think the SFP uh, want to tackle this and they want to bring this up as an election issue because they see that there's many votes in it. They estimate that seventy percent of the New South Wales people do not support the sale of poles and wires. Now that some of the problems with this is is that who would vote for SFP uh, in term, in regards to stopping the government's say, uh, lease, I should say, or what the, people call the it the sales, yeah. uh, 49% lease of the poles and wires. I mean, the only people that I can think of that would vote for that is people who would always vote for SFP anyway and, and are against the sale. Yep. And then liberal voters who may love Mike Baird, but are also against the sale. And, I mean, how many votes is that? But then, of course, you may lose some traditional uh, SFP voters who are for the sale. Mm, True. Right? So, I just don't know. I'm not really sure. I mean, they've done the numbers, I guess, and they think there's a lot of votes in it. But I'm not so sure about how many votes are in it. Me, in terms of sale of poles and wires, I'm really neither here nor there. I'm not not passionate about the subject, Mm. Chase. I don't really... Uh, I guess I'm not. I wouldn't say I don't really care, but I'm, I'm not fussed either way. Yeah. Um, I, I vote for the SFP uh, purely because I want to protect my sport. You know what I mean? If yeah. I, if I was voting for him, that's what I would vote for. Uh, if I vote, if I was voting for the outdoor rec or any other party, I'd vote for the things that they stand for. So I'm not sure about the polls and wise thing. And I've got um, also what really puts doubt in my mind, especially, is because you you've, you guys have been reading the the Telegraph, the local newspapers, and a lot of the uh, Labor heavyweights, Jason, have come out. Yeah, they and have. You've got M- uh, Michael Costa, Bob Carr, Paul Keating, Morris Yemmer. I yep. mean, ex-Labor uh, premiers have come out supporting Mike Bed. Yeah. So they're, they're in support, uh, have been very vocal in supporting the sale of the poles and wires. So there's absolutely no guarantee that even if Labor does get in, that they won't some someday down the line uh, want to sell the poles and wires themselves anyway. Yeah. Right? So th- there's that part of it too. So, And then you've got also here, I've got the Daily Telegraph here, March 25th. And the headline is, Nile ready to back bed on electricity. Now, there's the other part of the story here. You've got the Christian Democrats. And they might actually have the balance of power. 
So it yeah. might not be the SFP. The the Liberal Party might be able to get the Christian Democrats on side. What paper is that from? That's well, uh, this is from the Telegraph, Wednesday, yeah. March 25th. And it says here, powerful New South Wales crossbencher, Fred Nile has given the strongest indication yet that he will support the $20 billion lease of, the, of 49% of the state's electricity network. If polls uh, replicated at the ballot box this weekend, he stands to hold the balance of power in the upper house and therefore will have the deciding vote. Reverend Nile told the Daily Telegraph he would chair a parliamentary inquiry into the asset lease when Parliament returns after the election. He said that he was confident that Premier Mike Baird would meet his Christian Democratic Party's request for five-year job guarantees for the state's electricity workers following the privatisation process. So that tells me that Fred Nile is, is ready to back Mike Baird. Uh, that, that's, what that, that's what that tells me. So, And I've, I've got the pie chart here in front of me too, Jason. It says the current upper house seats has got 14 Labor, 19 Coalition, 5 Greens, 2 Shooters and 2 Christian Democrats. And the projected upper house seats, and you know what polls are like, Jason. Polls are usually pretty accurate. The projected upper house seats will remain at um, uh, 5 Greens, 2 Shooters, 2 Christian Democrats with 20 going to the Coalition. Yep. So Coalition look like they, they might get an extra seat. And with the support of Christian Democratic Party, uh, they will be able to sell the poles and wires. And I mean, this is what worries me. Where does this leave the shooters and fishers if that happens? Yeah. And especially what happens if, let's say, what would you do? I mean, if I was Mike Baird, I'm only going on if I was Mike Baird yep. and I wasn't a shooter. And I knew you, let's say you, Mario, you were yep. the shooters and fishers and you said to me, no, Jason or Mike, I'm Mike. <laughs> I'm not going to allow you to sell off these assets. Now, if you have, if you don't have the balance of power, after yep. uh, Saturday, March 28th. Do you think I'm going to do anything for you? Absolutely well, not. Well, no, you're not going to do any favours. Uh, I'm not going to do you any favours at all because I don't yeah. need to because you don't have the balance of power. Yeah. You already said you were going to oppose the uh, sale of poles and wires, so therefore I'm not going to give you anything. In fact, if I wanted to be a bit of a dick, I'd probably put more onerous uh, conditions on Maybe. shooters. Just, to, just because I could. Yep. Maybe that's not going to happen. My bed maybe couldn't be bothered. I don't know. Yep. But let's say, you know, let's say they do get the balance of power. Yep. Then maybe they need to talk to uh, the the uh, Christian was it the Christian Democrats? Is it? Yeah, Fred Nile. Yep, uh, Fred Nile, and find out where they are at it. Because again, but even if they do have the balance of power, right, and they do say to Mike Baird, "Well, okay, you're not going to get this through." Yep, and then yeah, Fred Nile says no, and they can't get it through again. Why would Mike Baird do anything for shooters over the next three to four years? Yeah, exactly. I mean, here we are. We've we've, we've told him what we're going to do. We told him. Or oh, say, for example, if uh, Shooters and Fishers Party have told Mike Baird, look, we're not going to support your sale of poles and wires, no matter what. So, okay, so then if the SFP do have the balance of power, where does that leave Shooters? I mean, Mike Baird will obviously, no doubt, um, you know, be, <laughs> be pissed off, to say the least, because yeah. he can't get his key election promises through. That's right, so, and he wanted to kickstart his now, whole... Now, now, Jason, just say, uh, just on that point, uh, Robert Borsak did comment in your interview that there are other ways to raise the money. So how successful would the SFP be in uh, getting Mike Baird to uh, look at all those other ways to raise the money for, to build the infrastructure? Is uh, that That's another issue as well. How mm. successful would that be? I don't know. But uh, really, I'm, I'm just... Uh, I don't know about this uh, policy stance with the SFP. And um, I certainly hope, Jason, which, whichever way it goes, I certainly hope it goes their way. I certainly hope uh, shooters get uh, some positive outcomes from it because I just, I'm, I just, I'm, not, I'm not sure. I'll be honest with you, I'm not sure. I just hate this position because I don't really want to sell them off either. Mm. Um, and what a bad, bad situation to be in. Because, again, if I know if I was Mike Baird 
and you come to me and say, listen, can you knock the ammo bill? I go, why would I do that? You know, I wanted to kickstart yeah. New South Wales. That's, and that's what his whole liberal campaign, if, if anyone's listens to this show, you would have seen the TV ads pushing the sale of poles and wires. And I know a lot of people do, uh, you know, don't want to sell the poles and wires. Yep. And again, I have very mixed feelings on this, as Muzz said he doesn't really care either way. Um, I'm just afraid shooters are going to get an extremely bad raw deal. And if, even if we get the balance of power, again, what are we going to get out of the government? And if we don't have the balance of power, yeah. Mike Baird's going to do absolutely nothing for us. Because why would he? I wouldn't do anything for me either if I was, yeah. you know, if I was Mike Baird. Well, Jason, some of the um, people that I've spoken to who are traditional SFP voters have told me that uh, it's been a mixed bag reaction. They either don't care or they're against the sale or they're really upset at the SFP for... Um, for trying to block the sale, they they're, they're for it, so it's a bit of a mixed bag reaction. So anyway, um, uh, that's basically it for us uh, on yeah. uh, on our and review. I want to sort of, and finish off. I just want to make sure again. You know, I know hunting is important. A lot of people know we love hunting. Me and Maria love hunting as much as the next guy. We love you know shooting. We love our rifles. We love shotguns. We love the whole kit and caboodle. But I want to make sure they don't step away from their core policies. Mm. That you know, what doesn't matter if it's divisive. The NRA can be divisive in some things that they do. But you know, yeah. you know why they're so successful. And I said this during the shows because they fight for everyone. You know, I don't think people are not going to vote for shooters and fishers because of self-defense policies or concealed yeah. carry policy. Whether it's you know even achievable is not even really the point. I just want to see them pushing that type of stuff uh, on their billboards, on their advertisements, uh, and everything in between because I think that's really important. Well, Jace, what I, what I would have loved to see as the SFP's uh, part of the SFP's campaign was to expand um, uh, self-defense. I mean, a lot of the inner city people they don't care about hunting, they don't care about shooting. They're, they're not into all that stuff, but they do care about their self-defense. And as you can see, Jason, in the last couple of weeks, we've had so many women being attacked and killed in uh, just walking through the park, yep. being stabbed to death. And, and, like, I mean, just based on these headlines, you would think maybe the SFP would come out uh, with an election promise that if we get the balance of power, we will push for women being able to uh, legally buy, or at least everyone with, a say, for example, a firearms license. Uh, to be able to buy uh, a, a small can of purpose spray for self-defense. Mm. I mean, a lot of the inner city people would, I think, that would attract a lot of inner city people. I think one, you were telling me yesterday about a lady, was it one of the present hosts of, is it the uh, morning show? Was it Carl Stefanovic's show? Them? Oh, yeah, even a- even those left-wing nut jobs on, uh, on uh, I think, today or, 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 or the morning show, I think Lisa Wilkinson. Yeah, and she said yeah, she... Even they admitted, even they admitted that they, they support self-defense. I mean, she even said that, that she keeps a baseball bat <laughs> beside the bed in case any intruders come in, you know what yeah. I mean? So, like, I mean, these people do support self-defense, and I, I think there's votes in, in that as well, and you don't have to go too far away from your core constituency. But anyway... Anyway, um, we're gonna, before we do that, yep. before we get to the next one, we're just going to go to a quick break. We'll be right back uh, with Jason and Mars on the Straight Shooting Podcast. For everything Bushnell, go to Red Fox Outdoor Supplies online store. For a full range of Bushnell rifle scopes, rangefinders, binoculars, night vision, spotting scopes and Hoppies gun cleaning products. Red Fox are also major online retailers for the popular Aussie Maxbox brand and the rest of the innovative products distributed by Eagle Eye Hunting Gear. All at Red Fox Outdoor Supplies. So go to the website redfoxoutdoorsupplies.com.au or phone Greg on 0412-495-712. G'day, I'm Peter Johnson from the Shooters and Fishers Party, and you're listening to the Australian Hunting Podcast. 
I've been a hunter and a fisher all my life. It's in my blood, and I want to make sure that the next generation of hunters and fishers have the same opportunities that I did when growing up. That's why I'm standing as a candidate for the Shooters and Fishers Party. No other party is fighting for the rights of firearm owners and fishers, and in March 2015, I'll be asking for your support to continue the fight for our rights. To find out more, please visit us, www.sfp2015.org.au. Hey, Mars, did you know there's a place in New South Wales that gun owners, hunters and sporting shooters are very familiar with? Of course, Jason, that place is Horsley Park Gun Shop. That's because they've been around for 30 years and have built a reputation for being the best in the business. They have an extensive range of firearms, ammunition, gun safes, optics and accessories for all your hunting and shooting requirements. And did you know, Jason, they always have bulk ammo specials? Absolutely. The friendly staff at Horsley Park Gun Shop are always there to help you and give you the best advice. Horsley Park Gun Shop are open Monday to Saturday and you can find them on the internet at hpgs.com.au. Come and talk to the team at Horsley Park Gun Shop at 1848 Horsley Road, Horsley Park or call them on 9620 13 13. This is an ad for the Liberal Democrats. But the Liberal Democrats don't want me to talk about them. They want me to talk about you. People should control governments. Governments shouldn't control people. In fact, the Liberal Democrats think the less you hear from the government, the better. Unless you're hurting someone, governments should get out of the way and let you live the life you want. The Liberal Democrats. More freedom, less government. Do you hunt deer and want to learn the correct techniques for a quality wall mount and premium eating venison? SSAA Sydney Branch provides hunter education courses to help you become a better hunter and to utilise harvested game in the most effective way possible. Course content includes gutting, butchering and caping from experienced hands-on instructors using locally harvested deer. There is no gear required and also includes a barbecue lunch. Courses are held every first Sunday of each month with an 8am sign-in for a 9am start. Course running time is approximately 6 hours and the venue is Silverdale Rifle Range. Cost is $50 per person so call Andy Mallon at Silverdale Rifle Range on 024653 or visit www.sydney.net. Uh, this is the New South Wales uh, Shooters Quarterly Review. Now, if we open up the first page, I want to talk about, and again, this is documented. We're not making anything up here. This is Paul McNabb, the president of the Sporting Shooters Association, New South Wales Incorporated. From the SSAA. Yeah, from the SSAA. Sorry, the, uh, yeah, the uh, quarterly review. Now, I don't know what was meant by this. I'm going to leave it up to you guys to make a decision. Uh, definitely seen a few forum posts about this and a few people have alluded to uh, this particular post or by Paul McNabb. I wanted to read it. Uh, this is almost towards the end. He says, on a personal note, state elections make me sad because I think of the loss of the Honourable Roy Smith, MLC, 
our very own previous SSAA New South Wales Executive Director. Roy was elected to the New South Wales Parliament as an MLC in the Upper House only to pass away too soon. Today, I believe the SSAA New South Wales would have a bigger and better voice to protect and grow our sport if Roy was still representing our interests. Who knows in the future, another high-profile member of the SSAA New South Wales could be elected. But until then, read what various parties have to offer. Now, first off, I actually probably, excuse my naivete, but I never knew that actually Roy Smith uh, was the executive director of New South Wales. I definitely didn't know that. Um, but from, for Paul to say here that uh, he believes that uh, if Roy was still alive, uh, he'd, they'd still be basically better on representing their interests. I mean, uh, it seems to me like a little bit of di- a dig at the Shooters and Fishers party. I mean, I'm not sure how to take yeah. that exactly. Um, you know, because it says, who knows in the future, why does an SSAA representative have to, why does the biggest shooting organisation also have to have a member inside Parliament, whether it be the Shooters and Fishers party, uh, or any other party for that matter. I mean, it just doesn't make sense to me. And I mean, I don't know what Paul meant by that, but again, you guys can read it in the uh, New South Wales Shooters Quarterly Review. Uh, but as you heard it there, it just seems like a bit of a dig. Uh, also, what I wanted to do too, guys, is if we go over to, uh, if you actually got it, we go to page uh, six and seven. Now, again, I'm, I'm not sure why the, sh- uh, the, the Shooter Quarterly Review uh, has... Uh, questions from Diana Mallam to the Liberal uh, Party and Minister Stuart Ayres. Uh, he is the Minister for Police and Emergency Services. Uh, the parts I wanted to draw you to were on page six. Uh, it says, On support for former Prime Minister Howard's hardline stance on gun owners and gun ownership. Uh, obviously, Stuart Ayres' question to that was, the New South Wales government supports the 1996 National Firearms Agreement. Uh, guys, yeah, and then we go over to uh, page... Six. Uh, no, we're going to go to page seven. This page one's seven, about yeah. the Nationals. Now, the on Rick Collis uh, with double... This is a picture there with double SAA New South Wales Executive Director Diana Mellon and double SAA New South Wales Board President Paul McNabb. Now... In the last question there, it says, on the National Firearms Registry and the National Firearms Agreement of 1996, it says, with our heritage as farmers, uh, sorry, with our heritage as a farmers party, our members have been impacted by every change to firearm law since 1996. Legal firearms owners are not the problem. It's the illegals. Quite simply, we do not support any further amendments to the firearms laws which adversely impact on legitimate primary producers or sporting shooters. Now, which pretty much, I mean, to me, I mean, what do you think, Mars? I think that says we uh, agree with the National oh, Firearms well, Agreement says, That says that we're piss weak. That's what that says. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, he says here, you know, um, uh, we do not support any further amendments. Uh, oh, hang on. He, he starts with, with our heritage as farmers, uh, party. Our members have been impacted by every change to firearm laws since 1996. Oh, hang on a second. What about the 1996 firearm laws yep. itself? I mean, yep. like, don't you think that's a massive impact to uh, all farmers? I think it's just weak. It's so weak from the nationals. It's unbelievable. Uh, legal firearm owners are not the problem. So, okay, if they're not the problem, why do you agree with the 96 laws then? Because all they do is impact the legal firearm owners. 
Quite simply, we do not support any further amendments to the firearm laws which adversely impact on legitimate primary producers or sporting shooters. Well, thank God for that. But really, the nationals are just weak as water on this issue. And obviously, the Liberal Party uh, support the 96 uh, firearms agreement. And um, on on topics such as Liberal Party's policies for upcoming um, election, um, they said our election policies will be announced closer to the... Uh, the election. However, in saying that, I am not expecting any significant changes in the ways of firearms are regulated. So, I mean, I guess that's a relief, but that that could all change too, uh, Jason. That's so, um, and that's from uh, Minister Stuart Ayres. Yeah. So, look, honestly, uh, the Nationals and uh, Liberals, obviously, uh, they, they're not going to uh, go against their sacred cow, uh, John Howard. <laughs> uh, you know they're not going to go against that um as, as long as he lives they will always um uh support the 96 firearms agreement um yeah i guess you know that that's the sort of thing uh uh they will always do um uh, but uh yeah i mean and as we go on to page 10 and page 11 jason as you can yep. see the double SAA done a uh i guess a policy review or interview with um rob borsak as well and peter whelan from the outdoor recreation yep, so party it's got the shooters and fishers party on page yep. 10 and also the outdoor recreation party on page 11 i'm not sure why they didn't put their pro gun parties first i mean uh, to me that would have would have been the logical uh thing to do i would have thought uh especially once i read especially the liberal one when i read well i, th- uh, I think they were doing it in, in first of all the major parties which are the the liberal slash nationals, uh, and then the minor parties, obviously, which are the shooters and fishers and outdoor rec. Uh, mm. So well, I guess they done it in that order. But anyway, they, you go through all the policies that. Um, um, uh, just the go through. And it. You go through shooters and fishers party, and I'll sort of do the outdoor recreation party. Okay, well, uh, shooters and fishers support support all. Uh, law-abiding firearm owners, regardless of their chosen discipline or shooting interest, repealing the 96 uh, National Firearms Agreement on the basis that the NFA has failed to increase public safety. While we will repeal the entire NFA, we do recognise the value of retaining laws relating to safe storage of firearms. Immediately repeal the Firearms Amendment, uh, the AMO Bill, uh, as referred to the AMO Bill, introduce mandatory sentencing for all criminals who use firearms uh, in the commission of serious offence, Waive firearm licenses and firearm registration uh, costs for uh, past and current Defence Force personnel in recognition of their service to our country. Abolish the registration of Category A and B firearms with all savings to be reinvested uh, into frontline policing and crime prevention. But I'm just wondering, Jason, why only A and B? I mean, why not Category C firearms? Yeah, good I mean, question. I mean, Category C firearms, what, pump-action shotguns and Ruger 1022s? Mm. I mean, they're hardly... You know what you call assault rifles. No. I mean, why? Why isn't the policy to abolish registration for them? I don't know. I'd be abolishing A, B, C, D, H, the whole, the, the whole lot. The whole I know. Caboodle. There wouldn't be uh, specific classes of licenses. Basically, what it would be would be one license uh, for all yeah. different categories. Again, you know, and but guys, you'd have a pretty tough time abolishing registration for category H because we've had registration for category H. Yep. For, for, for a very long time, I think, since since the war. But anyways, we'll ca- carry on. Um, uh, remove the requirement to register paintball markers. Yes, great policy. Offer firearm safety training and practical uh, range experience as an approved school elective. This is a really good policy. I mean, I really wish that we had more shooting um, sports in schools. Uh, so anyway, introduce a TAFE course to train and accredit gunsmiths. Uh, remove restrictions on the use of sound moderators. Yes, fantastic policy. I mean... Uh, we should be allowed to use silences. 
uh, just like you know they do in New Zealand and parts of the United States and Canada, Canada continue to expand the successful MACOS grant program established by the Shooters and Fishers Party that has delivered more than $30 million to funding and to shooting and hunting clubs across Australia. And go and say support the establishment of additional ranges to accommodate uh, the increasing number of new shooters while tr- uh, retaining the enhancing, uh, retaining and enhancing all existing facilities. This includes the commitment secured by Shooters and Fishers Party for new ranges in both the Wollongong slash South Coast region and Newcastle slash Hunter region. And work with both New South Wales and federal governments to resolve issues around Anzac Range at Malabar that meet we, uh, that meets with approval from the range users. So, in terms of hunting, their policies are, of course, to increase to increase the amount of public land available for uh, to license conservation hunters to help control invasive species. Abolish the Animal Welfare Advisory Council. Yes, thank God, get rid of them. Uh, hopefully, they can. <laughs> they can. <laughs> Hopefully they're going to achieve that. Um, support and promote the uh, potential value of hunting tourism to the New South Wales economy and introduce a fox and wild dog b- uh, bounty. Right. Now, just Jason, just I want to touch on that support and promote the potential value of hunting tourism. Um, mate, we haven't even scrapped the surface, I, I believe, in terms of hunting tourism uh, in New South Wales and generally just basically in, in Australia in general. I mean, we haven't really started to exploit the uh, monetary value for that and part of the reason we haven't is just because of our onerous gun laws uh foreigners who come here just find them an absolute joke so uh it turns them off i guess from coming here and it's quite it's quite expensive and i guess uh, to get yourself uh outfitted as a i guess a guide or something like that in australia would just be a um a red tape nightmare so, you know, great policies from the Shooters and Fishers Party. Jason, I'll let you go on to yep. the Outdoor Rec Party. Outdoor Recreation Party. If elected, the Outdoor Recreation Party will support free access uh, by all vehicles to public land, no discrimination against four-wheel drives, and no restrictions on suspensions or bull bars. So pretty good stuff there. Fishing. Repeal all marine parks since 1995. Oh, I like that. It's pretty good. Great policy. Bag and size limits, but no fishing licenses. Yes, I see. This is what I've been saying for a while. Don't well, support see, the fishing tax. Well, see, I don't even agree with this policy from the Outdoor Rec Party, I'll be honest with you. Uh, oh, which and, part? The bag limits? The, the bag limits. I mean, really, why does there need to be a bag limit, Jason? Because people say, you know, <laughs> they need to be able to, you know, that Look, if, okay. if you get over the limit. If I can catch a total of, say, if be within the bag limit, catch a total of uh, various species in one day, and it might be, you know, like say, for example, uh, 30 fish, right, yep. total. I can catch, catch 30 fish every single day for a whole week, right? So, you know, after about 10 days, I've got 300 fish. But if I catch 32 fish in one day, I'll get fined. <laughs> I mean, bag limits are just a joke, you know. They but really don't. are a joke. And, 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 and more parties like the SFP and Outdoor Recreation Party should be uh, pushing for an abolition of bag limits because there's just no scientific evidence uh, to show that they do anything at all. I mean, size limits, fair enough. You could say there is a scientific justification for it, but bag limits, no. Yeah, and don't forget also, too, the government's own data says that less than 1% of people actually go out and catch their bag limit uh, when they go out fishing. So that's their own figures themselves. Okay, on the shooting and hunting-related side, repeal of unjust and illogical gun laws, including the ammo bill, hunting of feral animals in national parks, sustainable harvesting of wild ducks in season. Uh, There's some non-shooting related stuff, which I'll just go through quickly. Traffic laws, focus on innocent victim safety, not revenue, no harassment of young drivers, higher speed limits based on the 85th percentile for hikers, bushwalkers and skiers. 
free access to public land, dog walking under control in national parks, uh, excision of ski fields from national parks, which I mean is exclusion, I'm guessing, would it be? Yeah. Encouragement, not discouragement. Uh, the environment, no bans on land clearing, which is obviously native vegetation, I'm guessing. Yep. Uh, a viable, renewable for- forestry industry, yep. keeping native animals as pests, active local management of national parks. I mean, there's just a couple yep. uh, of uh, the Outdoor Recreation Party. Yep. Um, gives a good rundown in the New South Wales Shooter Quarterly Review of all the political parties. And just on that, Jason, just going back to uh, page seven uh, regarding the nationals, um, they're saying that the ammunition control bill was the subject of much debate within the coalition, the parliament and broader community. While the reform was well-meaning, the devil was in the detail. The New South Wales National argued that only the licence number should be recorded by the firearms dealer. Uh, We also worked with the minister responsible for the uh, planning of a secure web-based firearms registry access system. Should the government be returned, we will work with the minister to review any unintended consequences of this legislation. So what they're basically saying, Jason, that they support the ammo bill. (laughs) We're not going (laughs) to do anything. That's what they're basically saying. Oh, we support the ammo bill, but uh, we just, you know, we'll, we'll... We'll have a look around the edges and, you know, just uh, trim it a bit and uh, make it a little bit more palatable so that uh, I guess that uh, it, it conforms with what the government wants. I mean, really, the Nationals are absolutely weak as water on, on gun rights. And uh, why would anyone vote for them on gun, based on gun rights is beyond me. But anyway. Yeah, but then uh, don't forget, we have been hearing very good things out of uh, National Senator Bridget McKenzie. Don't forget her uh, speech uh, in Parliament, uh, the Senate, on hunting rights. Um, she started up the, parlim- was it the Parliamentary Friends of Shooters, yep. uh, which was just the other day, just recently in, um, uh, in Canberra, which uh, Michael Diamond attended. So, and he spoke yep. at the event. Letitia Scanlon, I think, was there as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, Bridget, uh, Senator Bridget, Bridget Mackenzie has been saying a lot of great things, but uh, a lot of those things have been mainly to be centered around centered around hunting. Yeah, really. I mean, um, we don't really know what her stance is on um, the ammo bill or the '96 Firearms Act, so we don't really know. So hopefully, maybe um, we should find out one day. One day we could find out. But uh, exactly. Anyway, but she's been absolutely uh, great in federal parliament. I've been looking at some of her speeches on YouTube. Uh, she's a fierce defender of hunters and uh, gun owners. So well done, uh, Senator Bridget McKenzie. But uh, I guess the Nationals uh, here in the SSAA um, uh, shooters a quarterly review, uh, the Nationals really, um, they're not advocating for any kind of rollback on any uh, stupid legislation, really. So, I mean, bad luck for us. And just remember, guys, the SSAA, the New South Wales Shooter Quarterly Review, has all the key policies from the Shooters and Fishers Party and also the Outdoor Recreation Party. So if you want to get the finer details on their policies, just check out page 10 and 11 of the Shooter Quarterly Review from the SSAA. All right, we're going to go straight into uh, a voicemail we got from Glenn, which is a fantastic submission from Glenn. So we're going to play that voicemail right now. Yeah, g'day guys, it's Glenn here, enjoying your show, got some good articles on there. Um, just a question, I was wondering if uh, any of the pro-gun groups actually have a, a plan put down, worked out and designed to replace either the current gun laws or restructure the current gun laws so that um, we as gun owners can get what we're after and the anti-gun people can also get some assurances and safety um, that they want um, 
in a practical way, not a not a daft daft way. I just it just there doesn't seem to be anything out there. It all just seems to be pro gun yelling at anti gun, anti gun yelling at pro gun. There doesn't there doesn't seem to be a plan. I don't think if if we don't come up with an actual plan that's put down and worked out that would work, um, I don't think we're ever going to get anywhere. I was just wondering if you know know of any group that actually has a dedicated plan to, to fix this problem. Okay, Glenn. Uh, yes, fantastic question. Uh, Glenn's uh, obviously concerned about there is uh, uh, you know no clear direction by all the, uh, I guess, gun groups and uh, political parties. And if anyone's got a proposed, proposed plan, how do we get to where we want to be? Well, there's no real simple answer, Glenn, I'll be honest with you. Um, uh, the problem in Australia, Glenn, is that we don't really have an effective gun lobby group, just like the Americans do with the NRA. Uh, the SSAA are, are a big organisation. Uh, we've got 160,000 members across the country. We really should be a very, very powerful lobby group, but um, I guess the SSAA are yet to um, find their legs, I guess, in that sense. They're yet to lobby effectively. They're going to have to I think in the future, otherwise uh, we'll see the demise of our sport. But uh, the real answer to your question, Glenn, is in, in, we hope that the SSAA National uh, will turn into a very powerful NRA-style lobby group and will and will be uh, continuously lobbying uh, state and federal governments across Australia to make sure that our members are looked after and that we work towards the abolishment of the 96 Firearms Agreement. Yeah. That is really the goal, to abolish the 96 Firearms Agreement. Don't forget too, Glenn, that uh, the Greens, I mean, as much as you, we think, you know, they want to come to the party and yep. they get what, what, all they want is for you not to own a firearm anymore. That's yeah. it. Yeah. They don't want you to hunt. I mean, they, they're happy to do marine parks, uh, just like Labor in the uh, Sydney regions. Well, I'm not sure where you're calling from, but again, they would stop a lot uh, of fishing in certain areas. I mean, I reckon if they could, they'd probably stop fishing in Sydney Harbour yeah, if they had yeah. a chance. Again, obviously, that's a, le- a ledge. But again, you know, in regards to our, like as Muzz said, in regards to our organisations, just, you know, as I said, I think they're yet to find their legs. I yeah. think the Shooters Union, I've interviewed uh, Chris Howard from the Shooters Union. They seem to have some excellent, bloody damn good policy. Yep. Uh, not afraid to say it, which I think is absolutely fantastic when they get the opportunity. Yes. Uh, seems again, a lot of, in this country, it seems everyone seems to rally. Well, not, sorry, in America, people seem to rally behind the National Firearms Association. Uh, you may not like them. You may not agree with everything they do, but again, like I said, they support everything from self-defense to hunting to shooting to fishing, all outdoor sports, self-defense. Yep. Uh, and their thing is people say, well, oh, it's just if it's reasonable changes to gun laws. Mm. But they know, like us, we know all too well that this is where it starts, Glenn. This is where yep. it starts. Uh, this is why they don't want certain things and they don't want any of it because this is where it starts. Just, you know, like other things, you know, in, in, in our gun laws in Australia. Yep. And I want to see, and hopefully, again, I'm going to be interviewing uh, Diana Mellum, Executive Director of the New South Wales uh, Branch, New South Wales Branch, uh, or sorry, Executive Director of New South yep. Wales, uh, hopefully in early April. And uh, these are the questions uh, I've put to her. I was supposed to interview her last year in December, um, but some of the questions couldn't be answered, which is fine. So I wanted her to go away to get as much data as she possibly could. Mm. Uh, that way, you know, we can get the answers on things like self-defense. We can get the answers on, do they support the National Firearms Agreement? Uh, what are their stance on, you know, semi-automatic rifles and shotguns? Uh, and it, I would think after 20 years, 
our organisation should know where they stand uh, on these certain issues. So, Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Glenn, um, I guess what you also got to consider is that a lot of these organisations are just organisations are merely a reflection of their members. And to be perfectly honest, uh, mate, we've got uh, the, the most apathetic firearm owners in the Western world, I would argue. Uh, we've got 800,000 almost gun owners in the country. And when it came to uh, the inquiry, the Senate inquiry on the banning of handguns, uh, semi-automatic handguns, there was like only 400 submissions out of uh, 750 plus thousand gun owners. I mean, there's your answer right there. I mean, there should have been at least 2,000 submissions if we're serious about getting anything done. So uh, it's the, the solution lies within the members, Glenn. The members have to be politically active. My motto yeah. always is, and I've said it before on the show, Jason, it only takes 10 minutes to change the country. So if every member just took 10 minutes of their time every year, write a letter to the SSAA demanding more action. Write a letter to your local member demanding um, uh, more action in terms of relaxing firearm laws. Write a letter to the Prime Minister demanding the abolition of the 96 Firearms Agreement. We are, by absolutely by a country mile the most powerful lobby group in the country if we want to be but we also are the most apathetic lobby group unfortunately so there's your answer glenn the proposed plan is for us to really get off our collective asses that's what it comes down to get together get off our collective asses and don't wait for someone else to do it take action yourself uh write write those letters that you need at least do it once a year write a letter to your member to double s double a demand more action um, that's where the answer lies. And, uh, yeah. you know, but groups like Shooters Union, Jason, they're merely popped up because of, I guess, a lack of direction and action from other groups, right? So, I mean, th- th- this is the problem. I mean, in NRA, in United States, the NRA, mate, they just go hard. They take no prisoners. They're, un- you know, unrelenting. They're unapologetic. Um, you know, they, they show real strength and leadership. And that's what's yeah. required with our organisation. But, it, but it's you, only sorry, Jace, But it's only going to happen if the members want it. So the members have to be active, Glenn. Yeah, but do, do you think um, you know our not our organisations? I mean, do you think our organisations lack leadership? Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, people get behind strength and courage. You know, people get behind uh, uh, you know uh, leaders who uh, are not scared to uh, stand stand by what they what they believe in. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's that's pretty self-evident. I mean, and, and you can have see you that. noticed this too? And again, not not going to say anyone in particular, but throughout this election campaign, I mean, even from I'm going to say even from our pro-gun parties, I mean, we interviewed and we know their stance. But in what media other than this show, the Australian Hunting Podcast, have mm. you heard? I mean, I've got to say both parties actually, Shooters and Fishers, um, or Outdoor Recreation Party. Where have I seen a billboard saying we're going to get your gun rights back, yeah. or we're going to try and you know, you know? I mean, obviously the ammo bill, we know that, and that's yeah. that's pretty much common knowledge. We're hearing poles and wires. We're hearing native vegetation. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not sure what exactly the Outdoor Recreation Party have done in regards to media uh, in the outlet. Have they got any, any radio shows? Have they been yeah. anywhere where they've had any uh, influence to say that? You know, on any of our mainstream uh, media outlets, you know, radio, TV, and if they have, have they said those types of things? Which I don't think we have. We're concentrating on different things. We need to rally the troops. That's what again, again, we don't want to bang out, bang on about the NRA. But what I want to say is, they actually know, you know, 
Again, they're strong. They know what they want. They go for it. They're ruthless. They're ruthless absolutely yeah. in everything they do. And that's why they are so successful. And unfortunately, I think our organizations don't want to be uh, r- ruthless and unrelenting Yep. On our government organisations, whether that's because, you know, there's uh, grants involved, I wouldn't have a clue. You know what I mean? I don't know why. I just We seem to be a bit apathetic. And I said, get get everyone you know into shooting. Get them a licence. Yes, yes. Get the, them politically active. The answer active. lies with the individual. Absolutely. No you know, doubt. And more yeah. shooters equals more power. It's just as simple as that. Yep. Um, but again, there's, these are things I'm going to bring up with our organisations. I want to continue these relationships in the future. Keep listening, Glenn, because there's lots coming up that I haven't sort of spoken about yet, which I want to keep under wraps until I actually uh, do the interviews. Because last time, if you listen to the show, last time I did that, uh, interviews with like you know, John Lott, for an example, or Samara mm. McFedrin, for an example, they never happened, uh, and I looked like a bit of a goose. So, Mars, what else you got there? Yeah, going on uh, from Maru Borsak um, interview regarding hunting, now everyone uh, knows about the Glenn McGrath a fiasco, the media fiasco, I, sh- I should call it. Uh, recently, uh, when Glenn McGrath photos surfaced of him uh, doing the African uh, safari hunt, and um, really, Jason, absolutely, um, the media will all over it. Uh, Glenn McGrath copped an absolute bollocking, and to be honest, he copped the bollocking purely because of his, um, I guess, his own doing. He went out there, and uh, you know, he, kn- he we know Glenn McGrath. He's a hunter from way back. He's uh, hunting ever since I guess he was uh, a little boy, and um, he's or he was on the was it two thousand eight magazine on the uh, uh, Australian, shooter, Australian shooter I magazine. Think, I think he was on the two thousand and six shooter magazine. The main thing um, that I wanted to uh, was a bit upset about, and me and Mario had we well we came together I think on the same opinion, but he said basically. Uh, that you know he basically went hunting because you know he was depressed at the death of his wife, so he shot an elephant. Again, we spoke about yeah. this uh, on the uh, show with Robert Borzak, and I know a lot of hunters went into support for Glenn, as did I. I think I you know, donated twenty or thirty dollars uh, to his cause uh, to the McGrath Foundation, and I can understand, completely understand, as Mars probably would too, where. Glenn's actually coming from. I mean, he has to. His number one priority is the McGrath Foundation. No, I'm sorry, I disagree with you, Jason. <laughs> well, hang on. All right, well, I'm willing to hear you out in a sec. Okay, but but he could have come out and he could have said that you know, well, I went hunted. This is the reason I did it it's for conservation. And I guess people probably would have respected him. You saw the people on Twitter come out and say, you know, you should have turned the gun on yourself. Uh, and it was really yeah, a little nasty. Yeah, and it was really just turned into basically a greeny. Uh, nightmare, and I'm a little bit disappointed that he didn't come out and say that. Well, you know, I go hunting, that's it. And people think now he's a liar because in one of the magazines, and um, I wish you don't have it with us, but I will try and put it up on the website where he was quoted in the Double magazine, basically yep. saying that he, you know, he wanted to uh, go hunting in Africa. I think it said no species in particular, but he sort of was really looking forward to doing that someday. Uh, and obviously, he got to do that. Uh, obviously, he went out there, he enjoyed himself, he got the photos. Uh, and basically, you know what I mean, now he's backtracking uh, and saying that you know, he was depressed. That's pretty disappointing for shooters. And I think Muzz thinks, and he did, yeah. I guess, a little bit of the hunters think uh, they've thrown hunters under the bus. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I, look, I, Glenn McGrath, obviously a very uh, prominent person in the media and in, uh, I guess, public life in Australia. And this was a great opportunity, really, for Glenn to be a fantastic ambassador for hunting and hunters. It was a great opportunity for him to stand by his guns, so to speak. And uh, stand up for what he believes in, but you know, Jason, he, fe- he he fell over, and I'm just absolutely disappointed, and to be honest, disgusted that he was he went weak at the knees and succumbed to all the 
left-wing media pressure. And, I mean, it may have been some uh, advice given to him by his publicist or whatever to say that, you know, some of the words that he used, Jason, was, uh, to, to me, deeply offensive because he went, he, he used the words, I deeply regret mm. and it was highly inappropriate. I mean, really, uh if you look at the photos, he's got a big smile on his face, holding up <laughs> elephant tusks. You know, he's, he's got had a good time. Who believes this story? No one believes him. And this is where I think the controversy comes from. Everyone knows that he may not be telling the entire truth. Okay, that he may just be doing it. Well, especially to- since the uh, screenshot uh, from the magazine where he said he wanted to, the WSWA yeah. magazine where he wanted to go and hunt in Africa, that's floating around the internet too. And now people are saying, oh, he's an absolute liar. Um, and there's been and you so can't blame much, him. And be so much stuff on social media, and he's really has thrown hunters under a bus. Now, there's movements out there, there's the hashtag, I'll hunt with you, and all this stuff, all these people supporting Glenn McGrath. I don't know why. Would you support Glenn McGrath? Glenn McGrath has just done absolutely no favours to hunters by saying what he's done, but by saying what he's saying because he he's saying that hunting's unacceptable. He's saying that it's is something that he's not proud of. He's saying that you know it's it's inappropriate. I mean, really, it's a bit, I mean, but it's a bit disappointing this day and age, right? Where I mean, it's a cancer foundation. I'm not going to say it's right. I don't think it's right, but. You know, he's got a cancer foundation. He's worried about, you know, which is kind of disappointing, doesn't it? Because I'm thinking, why does the guy even have to be in this position in yeah, the first but, place? Yeah, but Jason, let me use some examples. Jessica Mowboy, right? Mm-hmm. Famous Australian singer. She's a hunter. She's proud of it. She was on the news telling everyone, yeah, I'm proud to be a hunter. Me and my mob, mob go hunting all the time. She stood up for herself, stood up for what she believed in. She did not cop any media flack, right? And then you got so yeah, but don't then forget you got, too. It's an elephant. Everyone's very freaky well, about shooting look, elephants. Those large animals, you know, giraffes, well, etc. I, I believe honestly, if Glenn McGrath has just stood his, stood his ground and was honest and open about it and said, "Look, I've I've gone hunting. Yes, I enjoy hunting. I've been hunting ever since I was young, and it's something that's part of my culture, and uh, I'm not ashamed of it." If he just said that, there would have been way less controversy. But he didn't. And uh, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, media, uh, uh, sorry, a lot of uh, comments on social media, and some of these things that says, uh, okay, so Glenn himself has created this fiasco by not having the guts to stick up for himself and standing up for what he believes in and defending hunters and hunting in hunting in general. If he did, the story would have not even made the press because it would have been a pro hunting story. But because he said he deeply regrets it and he apologized it then becomes an anti-hunting story. And our rabid left media just loves to run anti-hunting, anti-gun stories. And this time they have claimed the scalp of a well-known celebrity and it was Glenn's own doing. So, see, what you've got to look at, right, if Glenn has actually just stood up for what he believes in, that would have been a pro-hunting story because here you've got a celebrity uh, who's who loves hunting, is passionate about it, and he, he won't back away from it. So that becomes a pro hunting story. It becomes a non event. The media don't want to know any pro hunting stories. They don't want to. They don't want to publish pro hunting stories. But because he's deeply ashamed, as he said, or deep, deeply regrets it, and it's highly inappropriate, then all of a sudden it becomes uh, let's bash the hunting uh, the hunting uh, community. It becomes a free for all, you know. So really, Glenn, I'm very disappointed with you, mate. I wish you had a bit more backbone. I wish you had the common sense to stick up for yourself. Self. Other uh, celebrities stuck up for themselves and uh, they didn't cop anywhere near as much flack. 
I mean, just recently, Jason, Carl Stefanovic just admitted that he smoked marijuana. You know what I mean? And he says, well, it's no big deal, you know? He didn't say, oh, I'm deeply regretting that and, you know, geez, I'm so ashamed of it. He just said, no big deal. And, you know, the media laid off him and uh, it became an absolute non-event. So, I mean, it just comes, comes to show that you've got to stand up for what you believe in. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, what's the next one you got there, mate? And here we have uh, an article here from fe- February 23rd uh, from smh.com.au. Glen McGrath African hunting photos park death threats. And this is the ugly side of it too, guys. And it's well worth mentioning because I really don't recommend any of you guys do this. Uh, and the article goes on said, A Melbourne photographer who ignited a social media storm by posting photos of former cricketer Glen McGrath uh, said he has received death threats from hunters around Australia. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, celebrated wildlife photographer Christopher Rimmer said he had received more than 600 personal messages since he posted the pictures to his Facebook page on Friday afternoon. The photographs of McGrath posing with a shot elephant, buffalo and two hyenas were sent to him by a friend in South Africa. So, you know, there's hunters out there apparently, so the article says, um, that are sending death threats to the photographer. Guys, don't do that stuff. <laughs> that is just, uh, for, you know, I, there's no other way I can describe it, but that's just stupid shit. Don't, don't do silly things like that. Don't give death threats to anyone. Um, don't threaten anyone with anything. Um, the photographer's perfectly entitled to post whatever he wants. Um, at the end of the day, uh, hunters who go hunting in the, uh, I guess, uh, in African wilderness, if they're going to pose next to photos, they need to own those photos. They need to uh, be proud of those photos. So, yep. yeah. So, here we go. We've got a... Um, yep. who, who, actually, who was that article? Did you quote who it was from? Yeah, I did, Jay. So, right, it was from smh.com. Um, and um, it uh, was by uh, Aisha Dow from February 23rd, 2015. All right. Good one. I've got one here, abc.net.au. This one's Friday, 20th of February. So, it's a little bit of an older one. Uh, but definitely very, very interesting. Uh, it says, this is funny, Ash. It's not funny. It's just stupid. I don't know what it was. But it says, a man accused of converting toy guns into air rifles has been charged with firearm offences by the South Australian police. The 29-year-old man from Rosewater in Adelaide was charged after Riverland Police investigated a shed break-in at the property at Monash. Officers found a number of Nerf-style toy rifles and pistols which had been modified. Police said during a later search of the Rosewater house, they found items allegedly used to make the conversions. The man was given bail and is to face court in April, charged with manufacturing prescribed firearms and possessing firearms without a license. Police allege he had been making air rifles for several years. Uh, They said gun owners were required to be licensed and more information, blah, blah. I mean, how on earth can... I mean, I didn't even think it was possible to convert a Nerf, a plastic gun, into some sort of physical air rifle or is that what he was doing and then look hang on and people can't actually see the picture i'm going to show Muzz. guess what photo they got at the top there have a look at it what is it <laughs> oh, you don't even i don't even know what it is but basically it looks it like looks like some sort of ar-15 yeah some sort of assault <laughs> weapon and then if you look hey what's on the front of it if you can have a look on the front what's that on the bottom looks like some sort of rocket launcher feature <laughs> yeah. and it's, it's a real gun it's i mean it's a real gun i mean they're showing uh, pictures of the nerf gun there i mean seriously I mean, I mean, I guess if you're silly enough to do something like that, but I mean, and try and sell some sort of Nerf gun, you know, uh, trade it off as some sort of real gun, uh, it's just completely ridiculous. But anyway. Yeah, Jason, going on from the Glenn McGrath story, now, um, a lot of people have uh, posted articles, and this one is from an opinion piece 
by Christy Pisani uh, from uh, the 25th of the 2nd, 2015, in dailytelegraph.com.au. And she's come out and uh, really defended hunting and hunters in general. She stand up, stands up for the sport and uh, has basically um, come out swinging against people who vilify hunters. And uh, she's a great advocate of uh, uh, hunting and hunters all around. And she's recently been in the Extreme Huntress competition, Jace, yep, yep. In, uh, in Texas. So, you know, she, she's uh, pictured here uh, with a wildebeest she shot in a recent trip to Namibia. And, um, you know, she's a fantastic ambassador for hunting. And she's uh, written an article uh, in dailytelegraph.com. And then you've got here uh, Senator Bridget McKenzie. Uh, so, yeah, and this is from the newspaper The Land, uh, 11th of March. And uh, she's uh, made a very passionate speech in Parliament, Jason, defending hunters and um, uh, Glenn McGrath and uh, she's saying recent cyber attacks on Australian cricketer, cricketer Glenn McGrath over controversial hunting pictures from 2008 have been abhorrent says Victorian National Senator Bridget McKenzie. Senator McKenzie defended McGrath and the subsequent demonisation of recreational shooters in a, in a recent passionate Senate speech in which she uh, said criticism of hunters was occurring at a frenzied pace. Yeah. And I'm sure if you guys uh, uh, get onto YouTube and do a search on uh, Senator Bridget McKenzie, you'll be yeah, able to I'm find that, you, that whole speech. If you go onto the, uh, my blog post when this actually episode of Straight yeah. Shooting goes live, I'll actually put a link uh, directly through to that YouTube. We would play it like we normally do on most of the shows, but again, we've got heaps of stuff to talk about on this show. There's so much news, guys. Oh, and, it's and, unbelievable. And before we wanted to go on that too, some people have said to me in the past, oh, you know, there's too much politics. Um, we're getting awesome ratings on iTunes for all our shows as well, which yep. is fantastic. And I do have lots of hunting coming up, guys, but me and Mario literally just can't even keep up with it. News is every day. There's always something new. I mean, if you were here now looking at me and Mars on the floor, yep. we have hunting hundreds, literally hundreds of articles sitting yep. in front of us trying to go through the ones that are really important. And there's only so yep. many hunting shows that I can do. I'm going to be doing more in the future. I've got heaps coming up. I've got some deer sure. hunting. I've got some fishing podcasts coming up. But again, guys, you know, our firearms rights are, are definitely uh, very important. And as we said, there's always news, always something to talk about. But so then, just but then to... again, Jason, too, we're in New South Wales, of course, and we've got the state election coming up, and it's a very important event yep. uh, for New South Wales hunters and fishers. And that's partly why, why Jason and I have uh, been doing these political shows, because it's just, I guess, it's that time... Uh, of uh, that time of uh, uh, once every four years and we're not going to exclude exactly. and we're not going to exclude uh, other parts of the states too guys we're going to be doing we did we did the Victorian election sure, as yeah. well uh, again we're going to be doing the, uh, we didn't do the Queensland election just recently because again you know we didn't really have many parties when there was the Catapata obviously yep. um, but again in the future we will do that we're going to do the WA election we're going to do the NT election we're going yep. to do the South we're going to do all of them so we're not going to leave out our awesome listeners from other parts of uh, the country we're definitely going to be doing that as well but we, I just wanted to give you guys an idea that yes Absolutely, this is a hunting podcast, uh, absolutely, and I do as many hunting as I can do, podcasts that I can do. But again, eventually one day, guys, if we get up to 200 episodes, I think I'm going to have done <laughs> every <laughs> single hunting podcast there is. We need I to know. keep expanding, and there's yep. always news in the uh, gun rights arena. So just wanted to give you a heads up, definitely more hunting podcasts coming in the future. 
Well, guys, literally, uh, as Jason said, yeah, absolutely, unbelievable amount of news happening all the time. And if we could do a show once a week, we'd easily fill up two hours oh, worth of news. But uh, it, it's just impossible. I mean, obviously, me and Jason have got real lives as well. We work. Uh, we've got homes uh, to look after and we uh, you know, pay, pay, to pay the bills and go hunting ourselves, of course. <laughs> um, but literally, Jason, I'm staring right at my feet here, and I've got about six really good um, hunting stories right in front of me, which we're going to save for the next straight shooting podcast, I mean, we just we, we, we just don't have time to fill up uh, this podcast with anything else other than the things that are uh, at, to our immediate attention, which is things to do with the uh, uh, New South Wales state election. So anyway, great uh, stuff there from uh, Senator Bridget McKenzie. She's been saying some absolutely fantastic stuff in Parliament, as well as David Leinholm. I mean, have a look at David Leinholm's speeches in uh, federal Parliament. Absolutely sensational stuff. I'm so happy we've got uh, people in Parliament that are sticking up for us. You know, yeah. they're, they're saying positive things about hunters and gun ownership. And not just our pro-gun parties too. I said Bridget McKenzie, uh, National Senator for Victoria. Yep. I mean, she's been fantastic. As I said, if you want to jump on the blog post, I will link the YouTube video because I saw it was a powerful speech. Uh, some of the stuff I mean, she's been saying recently. There's also a, a YouTube video where she's out uh, hunting. It's not sort of hunting. She's out uh, shooting uh, guns, pistols, yep. a shotgun. She's shooting a lever action. Uh, it is on YouTube. And she, yeah, she said she's really enjoying herself. And she was the one, I think, too, who made the uh, Friends of Shooting parliamentary uh, get together where you know politicians can go. They can you know, rub shoulders with other shooters. Uh, yeah. Just recently, that's a couple of days ago. Again, they had Michael Diamond there doing yeah, a speech. Jeff Jones there from yeah. the WSWA national president. David Lionhorn was there, and a really good speech from Jeff Jones as well. Um, you know, there's a lot of positive things going on. There yeah. is a lot of uh, positive things going on. But what we've got to do, we've got to change the agenda in the media, guys. Obviously, the left wing rabble owned the media. Really, they just love posting anti-gun anti-hunting stories out there and we've just got to change the narrative we've got to get uh, our large hunting organizations like wsaa to really uh lead the charge in changing that narrative and we've got to get more positive stories out there and uh like uh, i said before um in answer to that um in answer to glenn uh to his uh, uh viewer comments uh, listener comments, I should say, uh, it comes down to the individual. So it comes down to you personally. What have you done uh, to promote the, sh- the sport of shooting and, uh, and hunting? Um, are you a member of your local club? Are you a member of the NRA? I mean, are you uh, writing letters to your local politicians, uh, to the federal politicians? Um, it, it only takes 10 minutes to change the country, Jason, and it starts with the individual. Okay, guys, to finish off the show, we're going to go to our apathetic shooter. Apathetic shooter. Apathetic shooter. Okay. So this article comes from um, uh, Peter Mickleborough from the Herald Sun, February 22, 2015. Okay, so apathetic shooter. This month, uh, the prize for apathetic shooter goes to the SSAA CEO of CEO, state CEO in Victoria, Jack Wedgman. Um, Jack Wedgman in this article said that the sporting, um, he said that uh, Glenn McGrath was entitled to change his view. It's a matter for him. He says he regrets it. It was in 2008. I guess he's had time to reflect and he's taken into consideration a number of matters that's led him to this position. Mr. Wedgman, a former mayor of Burundara, uh, I hope I've said that correctly. Uh, said he respected uh, McGrath's change of heart as he respected that different people had different views on hunting. He said sport hunting in Victoria was worth $400 million to the state's economy and was very different to that in Africa. 
being largely focused on feral introduced species and built on the promotion of responsible hunting, respect for animals and environment and the laws. I mean, really, Jason. I mean, what Jeff? If that Bowman is not said, the most apathetic response from a person who's supposed supposed to be supporting hunters yeah. and hunting. I don't know what is. I pretty much would have said what Jeff Borman said, which said, you know, yeah. that he should have, you know, again, same thing. I would say that he, should, that what, what was the guy's name for the double SWO? Well, uh, Jack, Jack Wedgman. Jack uh, Wedgman should have came out. Jack Wedgman should have came out and said, well, you know, we're a bit disappointed that he's basically put, like, like we said before yeah. in the previous, that he's uh, put hunters under the bus uh, and he shouldn't be, you know, upset that he's a hunter and should be a proud hunter. Well, Jeff Borman here in the same article has been quoted as saying, uh, he said he couldn't understand why McGrath was regretful about his hunting. Why on earth would anyone want to apologise for something that they've done uh, that they've done is legal? He asked, yep. and he well couldn't said, understand. Jeff well Borman. said, but really, I mean, well, what is uh, what is uh, Jack Wedgman implying here? I mean, uh, Glenn McGrath participated in a legal, responsible uh, hunting safari, uh, all according to the laws of the land. Hmm. I mean, what's he saying? That he's saying that. Um, um, that the the hunting in Victoria was very different to that in Africa. I mean, it still generates money for the local community. Yeah, what's the di- everyone says? What's oh, the difference? Hunting in America or hunting in New Zealand is different than Australia. I mean, I thought you get a gun. Maybe the species are different. You know, uh, maybe the white the type of hunting you do and the terrain is different. But I mean, hunting is hunting. You it shoot just, it. It just seems like that um, in this article. Uh, it just seems like to me that Jack Winchman is started. He wants. He's trying to distance uh, himself from big game hunting, you yeah. know, hunting in Africa. Yeah. Um, and he's saying that, oh, no, we don't do that in Australia. We only hunt feral animals. Yeah. I mean, what's I the difference? I hope that's not true, Jack. I hope that's not true. I hope true. that's not true, but, you know, but that's, that's, what it, that's what it's saying here. I mean, really, why can't we, why can't our um, uh, leaders of our, uh, I guess, uh, shooting organization support all hunters everywhere? I mean, hunting yeah. is hunting, whether it be big game hunting or feral pest control or hunting for food, for your meal, whatever. Hunting is hunting. It's built into our DNA, Jason. Why can't they just support hunters everywhere? And as far as all the uh, stories I've read, Glenn McGrath didn't break the law. I mean, he followed laws of land, and he probably contributed thousands of dollars to the local local community. Absolutely. Just just like hunters do in Victoria. So uh, I don't see how that's any different as long as it's done within the law and it's, uh, you know, sanctioned by the government. I mean, what's the problem? So I just wish, you know, this is... Really apathetic, and our and our leaders of our organisations really need to do a better job, Jace. Yeah, and I'm just glad Jeff Borman actually said uh, pretty much what we are all thinking. I mean, you know, just great job, exactly. Jeff Borman from the Shooters and Fish. But why apologise for illegal law-abiding activity? Well said. Um, what have we got coming up, Muzz? I think on the show, I still got a couple of shows that um, I've got coming up, which mm. I haven't been able to uh, get just yet. There's been some agreements put in place. I don't want to say them yet because last time I did no, that, keep the cards close to your they chest. Didn't, yeah, they didn't happen. I've got what have I got, Muzz? I've got Rob Fickling, advanced samba hunting, which I've already recorded with Rob Fickling from Beyond yep. the Divide, Maroka Thirty. Uh, definitely big supporters of uh, Beyond the Divide, and as is Rob of us here, what we do. Fantastic. Um, who else have I got? Oh, that's right. I've got... Oh, don't um, reveal too much. <laughs> who's that? <laughs> don't reveal no, too no, much. I do have another one I recorded last weekend when I was actually sick. Uh, so you might actually remember this one mm. um, when you actually hear it. Uh, me being sick is um, Mulloway Tactics. I've got everyone loves uh, fishing for Mulloway or Jewfish yep. as we call them here. Uh, on this side of the on this side of the uh, east coast, uh, different than the west Atro- West Australian do fish or whatever they call it. Um, mm. 
Jewfish or Mulloway fishing here is very popular and basically has a cult following. So we've got uh, Mulloway Tactics with Dan Selby, who runs Sydney Adventure Sport Fishing. Uh, so we're going to have that as well, which is fantastic. He's gonna, he's, we've already recorded the show, and it was a fantastic time with Dan uh, talking about how to catch them, soft plastics, live bait, gear to use, where we should be looking, uh, water depth. Uh, absolutely fantastic show. Uh, so they're the two that I've actually got coming up for you. Again, I won't reveal the other ones because hopefully when I do get them uh, recorded and in the bag, I will yep. be able to... Uh Rest assured, we're, work, uh, we're working, especially Jason's working very hard to secure some of these really big interviews, hey Jason? Yep, so hopefully we can do that. What else have I got coming up? I don't think that's about it at the moment. Um, again, please guys, if you want to be like Glenn, who submitted a voicemail question, again, yes. go to that website, australianhuntingpodcast.com.au, either on your phone. If you, Everyone's got a smartphone these days, guys. Yep. Sit in your bed at night if you want to. Snuggle up in bed. Go to the website. You can record the message on your phone. And if you stuff it up, you can just go back and you can do it again. Yep. When you're finally ready to submit it, put your name. If you don't want to put your last name, you don't have to. Uh, or send me an email. At least the first name. We yeah, at least to... the first name so we can do that. If it won't let you send there, put another name in. Flick me an email at australianhuntingpodcast at gmail.com and tell me you, know, you, you don't want us to use your last name and we won't use your last name. Yep. Anything you guys want to talk about, please send it in. Click on that voicemail icon. Gives you guys a voice on the show, which I love when I get the questions. It really makes my day. Myself and Muzz, as soon as I get them, I normally send them to Muzz and he rings me up or sends me a message going, great question. And you know, I really value uh, the input uh, from my listeners. And also anyone interested in advertising too, Mars, we've got a lot of people on board, a Horsey Park gun shop, you know, we had Shooters and Fishers, probably at the end of the election that's going to cease, but yep. we'll have them hopefully again in LDP. Red Fox. Yeah, Red Fox Outdoors, fantastic place for all your online needs as well. Uh, we've done stuff with SSAA, we're still are supporting uh, Sydney, SSAA Sydney Branch yes. as one of our supporters and... Uh, Yep. Uh, donators and subscribers to the show as well, which is absolutely fantastic. Who anyone anyone interested in advertising with us on this fantastic medium? I mean, we are reaching thousands and thousands of people every month. I mean, our Facebook uh, page, Jason's up uh, past 7,000 likes now. Yeah, 7,200 so it's, it's, it's always growing. Michael Hurtado is doing a great job. G'day, Michael. We always want to say g'day to Michael. He's doing a fantastic job. So, I mean, anyone uh, knows an organization that supports hunting, supports freedom, supports firearm ownership, uh, or just want to get your product out there, uh, you know, we'd happy to uh, look into advertising. Uh, just please contact us through the website, contact Jason, and we can organize some sort of package deal for you guys. Absolutely. As usual, my name is Jason Selms. And I'm Mario Vlatko. See you guys next time. You're listening to the Straight Shooting Podcast here on the AHB Digital Radio Network. As always, thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.